such a blissful service today, but I feel such a peace in my spirit, you know, and I think it's befitting for what we're about to learn today with the area of discipline. You know, we're currently in a series called Essentials, which talks about, you know, doing the things that are necessary, the necessary thing that needs to be done. You know, last week we echoed on about sacrifice is essential. Today I'm discussing um, that, that, that discipline is essential. And if, if you know anything about God, God doesn't speak randomly, you know, and when God speaks through his different people on a week-to-week basis, he's not speaking, um, you know, um, what's the word to use? Just here and there. He's speaking in a tapestry whereby everything he's saying week by week is unveiling and unveiling and unveiling. You know, and I, I want to go back to August where Susan came in for, you know, um, a call to love, you know, where she, where she, where she emphasised the more excellent way of living. You know, Paul was, was encouraging them to pursue gifts, you know, but said that still I will show you a more excellent way a call to love. The week after we heard, stay a little while. Then the week after we heard the, the power of sacrifice. Do you, do you know what I see in those three messages there? I see God remind us of the most important thing, which is to love, and that you are loved. I hear him say, let that knowledge then bring you to a place of devotion to me where you don't just give me the minimum, but you give me more, stay a little while longer. And then I hear through the power of sacrifice that the power that we want, that we read about, is not void out of that relationship of union with Christ where we stay a little while and we get lost in his love. If anything, love, from what I've learned in my short years of being a Christian, is the very thing that energises all the giftings that I could possibly walk in because the motive and the intention is all God's because God is love. And if God is love, God, will, God is able to freely use me to prophesy, to, to heal the sick. Why? I'm exhibiting his nature. God wants to get our foundations secure. And it has to be founded, grounded and built on love. And there we find ourselves in this month of essentials. Where, where God is now echoing, you know, let's, 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 let, let's get this grounding on point. Romans chapter 12. Your response, people of God, to my mercy, to my love, it has to be become a living sacrifice. Present your bodies. Give me everything, your body, your entirety. In the Greek, it talks about your whole total essence. That's the response. That's the reasonable act of worship. Now I want to go into the next area that I believe is key, which is discipline. And I'm going to look at it from various angles. I know time is far spent. We pretty much preach. So I might just tap into a little bit of it and do a part two next week. We see how the Holy Ghost leads us. But I want you guys to type in the comments, discipline. Discipline, 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 discipline. Holy Spirit of God, we lean only on you. We rely only on you. Would you give us eyes to see? Would you give us ears to hear? Would you give us hearts that are open to receive 
what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Father, we pray for grace. We pray for hearts that are of good ground. Let not this word fall on deaf ears. But God, I pray for unction, grace. I pray for supernatural ability to diverge, divulge your word, O oh God, and to release it in Jesus' holy name. Amen, amen, amen. Yes, discipline. Discipline, discipline, discipline. You know, I, I, the older I get, I've, I've started to realise that, you know, that the certain words when we grew up, you know, that, that didn't sound, what's the word that my wife had to say? Didn't sound sezzy, you know, discipline. When, you had like, when we had a discipline, let's be honest, we all have negative connotations. It just sounds like, oh, discipline. But the older I get, I realise that those are the words that, 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 that are, the, are, are the things that I need to master to live good now. Those things that I thought were earned then are the things that I've realised more so now are the things that I need to be doing the most, that I need to have mastered the most. You know, and it's a lesson in that, you know, the thing that we don't like to hear, but we need to do, is what's going to get you to where you want to go. And if you don't do it, you stay where you are. When I hear discipline, I've been trying to renew my mind to the word, get into what it actually means and whatnot. And I've listened to it for the last couple of um, and weeks because I really felt that God was really bringing me to a place where he was really trying to like get this message into me Ayo you need to be disciplined there's a word that he's given me for like the past year now he said Ayo your discipline instructs your day to yield a particular fruit wow. when you're disciplined it's almost as if you're telling time hours minutes this is what I want you to do for me. Wow. Wow. That's You're instructing yeah. your days by what you do. Mm. And you're telling your day, this is what I need to get done. This is what you're going to bring forth. Mm. You hear it all the time. A goal without a, a plan is a wish. A day without schedules is a myth. You will not get your optimum results. Life is not supposed to happen to you. You're supposed to happen to life. And I deeped it. Anybody that I admire, anybody that I follow religiously, anybody that I respect are men and women of discipline. Name me anybody you like. From Drizzy down to Lionel Messi. All of them have disciplined themselves in the art that they're doing that has made all of us buy into what they're doing and follow them. Mm. Cristiano Ronaldo, we are seeing the fruit of his discipline. Mm. He will tell you, I train more than the minimum. I've put in work, I've sacrificed the enjoyment of eating what I like for what I need to eat. 36 years old, still playing like he's 21. We see the fruit of it on the pitch, but it's the work behind the pitch that's being put, that's, that's, that's actually fueling, aka his discipline is fueling his fruit. And even beyond that, we see that his discipline meant that he had to be a disciple. Oh, he had to be coached. Oh, he needed a trainer. So it's the hidden figures that we don't see. It's the man, I want to know the man that trained Cristiano Ronaldo. Wow. That took his gift and said, boy, listen to me. If you do this and you do that, you can become this. Mm. 
And when you look at the word discipline, it's actually finds, it's a Latin word that actually means instruction and training. Instruction and training. It's derived from the root word to desire, which is to learn. Instruction and training. Instruction and training. Instruction and training. When I hear those two words, I hear Jesus. He began to teach and he began to do. He didn't just tell them, he showed them. He didn't just instruct them, he trained them. Are you seeing the pattern? So when you get when you, when you follow instructions and you do what you've been taught, that is discipline. And discipline then says that this gift you have that's at level one can become level two. You go from an apprentice and you level up to a master. There's a process. The process between what I believe about myself and what I will actually become is discipline. That's the difference. That's the difference. That is the difference. What you do with what you know. That's the difference. And then not just what you do, but what you consistently do. Because I learned more that my discipline is really just a function of my thought life. It's a function of my thought life. Is is that moment where you're presented with an opportunity. Do I go to the gym or do I don't? Discipline says that you have yielded your will to do what you need to do, aka go to the gym over what you saw. I don't want to go to the gym. Discipline brings your emotions into a submission to what is right, to what is true, to what is good. And it says to you, if you want to grow up, if you want to mature, you can't be a child anymore. You've got to think before you speak, Aya. You've got to count the cost before you build. You've got, you've got to ask if you're not sure before you do. Simple things I'm echoing here. I don't want to make this too big. I want to make it really simple. So all of us, by virtue, we're actually all living out different disciplines. Some really bad, some really good. I put down here. So what is discipline? It is to study, learn and train and apply a system of standards. So interesting. Romans 12 2, do not be conformed to the system, to the, to the culture of this age. Yeah. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. All of us are following something. Yeah. All of us are being discipled by something. The Latin word for people, which also provided the source of the word disciple. So even the word disciple that we call ourselves as Christians, in its root means that you are a learner. You are somebody that is training, that is taking instruction of the rabbi, of the master, of the, of, of the teacher. And I thought to myself, Discipline has to be a normal way of life for a Christian. I can't call myself a follower of Christ and I live a life void of discipline. 
No, no. I, I, I have two masters then. Myself and him. I choose who and when I want to follow. And discipline says no, this way. My way. There's only one way. What I'm teaching you. Double-mindedness. Yeah. It's a result of having two masters. Mm. Two beliefs. Mm. We say we believe, but we don't really believe. We say yes, but we do know. Mm. We're unstable in all of our ways. We're not disciplined in what we actually believe. So we're seeing that the word discipline in its root is disciple. And disciple is somebody that is a learner, a follower, one that has devoted himself to the teachings of his master, of his rabbi, of his teacher. Let's go to the scriptures as we always do. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 4, verse 18 to 19, reading the King James Version. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Verse 19. Then he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Verse 20. They immediately left their nets and followed them. Let me read that part again. They immediately left their nets and followed him. I'm going to read the scripture again in the pastoral lesson. <laughs> Let that word soak in your mind for a minute. Verse 18, chapter 4 of Matthew. Passion translation. As he was walking by the shore of the Lake Galilee, Jesus noticed two fishermen who were brothers, one nicknamed Kepha, later called Peter, and the other one was Andrew, his brother, watching as they were casting their nets into the water. <laughs> Jesus called out to them and said, Come and follow me, and I will transform you, hey, 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 into men who catch people for God. Verse 20. Immediately they dropped their nets and left everything behind to follow Jesus. Guys, have we seen something here? Discipline means you're a disciple. The art of discipleship from this scripture here yeah. is following. Is following. Hear the instruction of the master when he saw them fishing. Come and follow. Not what's your name? What do you want? Come and follow me. Now, for these men to, to even immediately drop in this, means that they saw something in who they in who was speaking, i.e. Jesus, that was worth leaving immediately. Left what they were doing, left their jobs. And followed him. Hear what he said. I will make you fishers of men. I will transform you into men that catch people for God. God said, this art of discipleship, Ayo, is that I'll take what is natural about you and make it supernatural about you. 
You think you're just taking pictures. You think you're just capturing moments. You think you're just... Follow me, fam, and I'll take what is, what is natural in your life and make it supernatural. And it will happen through you following, being a disciplined learner of my ways. Are we seeing this, guys? The art of discipleship is following. The function of discipleship is obedience. Prompt obedience. Prompt obedience is crucial to growth as a disciple. It is the speed of your response that even shows your level of respect, your level of honour, your level of value. And throughout my whole Christian walk, I have seen that what I put respect on, what I put value on, what I put honour on, and these usually have been men and women of God that I look up to, God has allowed me to draw from their resource freely because I chose to take heed to their instructions, to take heed to their fathering, to take heed to their nurturing, to take heed to their teaching, to take heed to their, to their mistakes and what they learned, to their wisdom. I put value, I immediately, immediately, because we all know we have all the time in church, delayed obedience is still disobedience. We have it and we, we preach it, but reality is, yeah, the speed of your obedience, it shows what you're really about, it, 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 it unveils your motives. Immediately they dropped their nets, left everything behind. Look, once again, we're seeing sacrifice, guys. Left everything, not something. Didn't say goodbye. It was a radical moment of encounter that demanded a response. When God speaks to you, how do you respond to Him? Are you cash? Do you argue? Do you debate or do you have a posture of a disciple who, when he hears him, must say, go, he goes. Do you have the posture of humility to say that, hello, I'm the student here, I'm the son here, he's the teacher, he's the father. Yeah, we can fellowship, yeah, we can talk, but when it's time to learn, when it's time to be a disciple, when it's time to be disciplined, it's time to hear the instructions. And it's time to do the training. Remember, discipline means instruction and training. And there is an element of your Christian walk where by way of relationship with Christ, by way of reading of the word and studying the word, God is making you a student who is now taking the word of God as instruction and is now allowing that to become a part of his way of living and is now training, being made into this mature son who can express the visibility of who God is. You're called sons, not the sons, but sons of God. You're being called to display the Father. Mm. Jesus too submitted this process. It says that he grew in wisdom and in stature. The verse before spoke about that he was submitted under the guardianship of Mary and Joseph. And all we see is the next 13 years, 13, how many years was it? I don't know how many years it was now. But from age 13 to 30, we hear nothing. But we know at age 30, that this, those last years that he was doing, he was being disciplined. He was growing in wisdom. He was growing in stature. 
He was taking heed to instruction. He was doing what God said that he should do. And that at the appointed time, God baptized him. God announced him. God sent him. People of God, we need to be disciplined. We need to be submitted. We need to be surrendered. We need to be obedient people. All these things are the makings of the gift. Remember, a child was born. But unto us a son is given. Child was born. A son was given. What's the difference? We were all born with various potentials. But it's your growth of discipleship that, that unveils your sonship. That Are you ripe enough? Are you baked enough? Yeah. Are you disciplined enough? Have you been molded and shaped enough for God to give you as a gift to the world? Yeah. Sons are given. Children are born. We are all born, born of God. We've all been saved. Hallelujah. But are we growing up to become sons that God can now give, can go and plant in various areas and say, go, my sons of the kingdom, invade darkness. Yeah. The difference between a child and a son the difference between child and maturity is time, it's process, it's discipline, it's growth. Let's go to another scripture again. Let's be reminded, people of God. Ah, let's be reminded, people of God. There is a process to this, this thing that we call the Christian life. There is a process to what we call being a gift. There is a process to what we call callings. There is a process. And it's what you're doing in this hidden time. Remember I told you about Cristiano we see the fruit of it on the pitch. But it's what you're doing with what nobody else can see, which is training. Every single day, taking instructions. Doing things that he may not like doing. But knowing that what I'm doing is putting in work for something yet to come. And he's reaping the rewards of his, his suffering. The same way that Jesus learned through suffering, obedience. Though he was a son. So it means that even that element of suffering, it, you know what suffering does? It unveils the, the, the strength of character. James said, count it all joy, Susan, when you fall into various trials and temptations. Yeah. For God is working in you. Mm. Patient endurance. Yeah. That you may be perfect, lacking no good thing. What is the way of perfection, Ayo? Trial. What is the pathway to God making you into this being that lacks no good thing? Your faith being tested and tried. You now being perfected by patient endurance. Your strength and ability to endure the present suffering, the present trial, the present choices that do not necessarily are enjoyable to you, but will reap a harvest. Yes. Hebrews verse 12 verse 10. Nobody is rejoicing at a time of discipline, no. but it reaps a harvest of righteousness. And discipline, once again, is for sons. If God doesn't discipline you, you're not a son. No. So what I'm saying to you here is proving your rights of sonship. What I'm echoing when I say discipline is not this thing of you're being punished. No, discipline is being trained. Yeah. It's being said, I am... You can't stay a baby for the... No, 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 it's time to grow up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the milk bottle is going now. Eat some solid food. Mm. Look, 
God has shown us through natural way of living. We see it. We see it. I'm still Io, that was one. But what's the difference? I've grown. I've got bigger bones. My, look, my, my stature is no longer a child. I can stand, I can walk, I can run. I went through a process of time, of development. Discipleship is training. Matthew 16, verse 24 to 25. I'm going to enter and I'm going to do the rest next week because it's almost one day. <laughs> and I want to do catch up today with the people of God. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 16. We're going to end it here. Then Jesus said to his disciples, to the disciplined learners, to those that have said, we're going to follow you. They've been following him for a while now. But still he has to tell them, if anyone desires to come after me, yeah. let him deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Let me say it again. Because, let me say it again. Then Jesus said to his disciples, verse 24, If anyone... Hello, A&T. If any of you wants to come after me, wants to, wants to be a son, wants to be a follower, wants to be a part of what I'm doing, wants to be a part of my body, wants to be like me, a Christian, let him or her deny him. So the first call to discipleship is to deny myself. Can you see what he's doing here? Straight away, the juggernaut is that I'm going to kill you in order for you to become the new you that's in me. The greatest enemy to your newness in Christ is the distractions of your former self. Some of you guys, because when you look at discipline now, we're going to look at it properly. You have to follow something. That means your eyes have to be able to see what's ahead of you. Many of us are still living in the old thing because our minds are still locked in the past. We're still allowing the experiences, the trauma, whatever we've gone through to become our truth. Where we now meet the truth. He now says, yes, that has been. Yes, that was real. But guess what? Truth is higher than fact. Guess what? Faith in me can triumph your reality. Guess what? The old has to pass away for the new to come. Can you please deny your former way of living? Can you deny yourself? Can you deny the old you, Ayo, and realize that the new you is in following after me? But that thing that is still there needs to die. It needs to be denied. I need to take that will that you have, that tendency that you have, that choice that you have, that sometimes you think, nah, today Jesus, mm -mm, I'm doing my own thing. That's what he wants to kill. My own thing. That's what he wants to kill. Mm, nah, he wants to kill your maybe. He wants to kill your suggestions. He's not asking for your opinion. He's saying deny yourself. Discard your old way of living. Take up your cross. Nothing pretty about that, is there, guys? Mm. Sounds like suffering to me, babes. Mm -hmm. Sounds like, come and share in my sufferings. 
And the context set is, 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 is being able to share the burden of Christ. Galatians 1, we should all be able to share each other's burdens. If you're down, I'm down. And when I get up, you're getting up, bro. When we see um, um, Jesus walking to, the, um, to Calvary, he had to carry his cross. Another disciple, I think it was Simon, I can't remember which one it was. He came and, had to, and was forced to help Jesus carry the burden of the cross. Every calling has a burden. Your gift, it has a burden. What does that mean? It has a reason for existence. Pick up your cross. Pick it up. Pick up the cost. Pick it up. Pick up the weight. Pick it up. I had to inconvenience you because growth is outside of your comfort area. I need you to feel the weight of this thing so that you know that you can't do it on your own. You do it with me. Share the burden. Share, we are, we, it's, it, Romans 8 talks about how we are, we are co-hearers. If we're going to share in the glory, we've got to share in the suffering. And the disciples had a new mind that they were, they were beaten, they were thrown about, and they said, they, they prayed after, they said, Lord, we thank you that we were counted worthy to suffer for your name. That takes every new mind to view suffering as a time of rejoicing. That's why James said, count it all joy. Guess what, Ayo? When the trial comes, it's time to grow. It's time to unveil. It's time for that, for that, for that patience that you're thinking up there, Ayo, to be unearthed. It's time for what you think you don't have to be shown that you do have it. I'm drawing you out, man of God. I'm drawing you out. It says, take up your cross. And follow me. Keep your eyes on him. Keep your ears locked to him. Keep your gaze. Seek first the kingdom of God. Let your eye be single. Come on people of God. Set your heart on the things above. He's calling us to a singularity of life. Where we live for him. We say it. But he wants you to bring you into the actuality of it. That when we live our lives. We're living in it, following him. So what, what keeps you disciplined? Your focus, your vision, which is who? Jesus. Hebrews 12 verse 2. Fixing your eyes on him, who is the author and finisher. Hello, that is a powerful scripture. Jesus writes your faith. We live by faith. How does my faith grow, Ayo? Fix your eyes on him. Is he the focus? And the beauty of everything that I'm saying here, guys, it still boils back to what Susan was saying earlier, my son, is union. The process of discipleship is deeper union with Christ. How do we obey Ayo if you love me? How, how, how do we love God if you abide in my love? How do you abide? We've got to stay in him. God's not asking you to be disciplined out of some self-real, some sort of psych yourself up. No, 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 no. It's in me. But when you're in me, I'm going to tell you something that you need to do. Faith without works is dead. So let's not believe the lie of receiving the, the greater God in vain, whereby we think we receive nothing. 
by doing some completely nothing. No. Paul says, I am what I am by the grace of God. I worked harder than all the apostles. But it was not I. It was the grace of God that was with me. And you have grace today because you didn't save yourself, people of God. You're saved by grace through faith. You have grace today because it was God that captivated and captured you. And I want to encourage you, the same way you got saved by the grace of God is the same way you display his fruits now by his grace. What am I saying? We've got to get our gaze, our focus, our union back on him. Paul learned this secret. He echoed it throughout his epistles. In Christ, in Christ, in Christ. In Christ. In, all that I am, Ayo, is in Christ. I only see to the degree that I am joined with him. Yeah. I only bear fruit to the degree that I am joined with him. Mm. I am only disciplined to the degree that I am joined with him. Stay a little while. It's an act of discipleship. It's saying, God, I'm going to give you more today. Is, 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 and by giving more, what are you doing? You're intertwining even more with him. He's infusing your being. You're infusing his being. You're becoming one with God. So I want to really encourage you guys today. Discipline is the difference. Discipline is the difference. What does that look like, Ayo? It looks like, listen to this message tomorrow and on Tuesday, and on Wednesday. It looks like actually taking points out of this message and applying it to your life. Monday will tell you, I say every Monday, you will never grow beyond what you don't apply. All you're doing is gathering information. All you're doing is becoming obese in your mind. But what happens when you train a body? You still eat food, but your training now puts the food to use. You start looking trim. You start looking sweet. Nothing in life goes for nothing. Our salvation was free, but it cost God everything. Yes, our salvation was free, but it cost God everything. His only begotten son. Yes, your calling and your gift is great. Yeah, it's freely given. Yeah, God won't even take it back. But the fullness of his expression is going to cost you something. Discipline. Discipleship. So I want to encourage you guys today. God has not given you the spirit of fear. And I'll go to that next week. But he has given you the spirit of power. Life and discipline. Discipline. So this thing that I'm, that I'm screaming about, God can give to me. Yes. Guess what? By way of his spirit. And that is by virtue of relationship with him. How about you will grow in that discipline that's given by the spirit by actually listening and being properly obedient to his leading? And I'll be honest with you guys, being discipled is not convenient. Being discipled is not comfortable. Being discipled is, 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 is on seventh level is not even desirable. 
but one who has counted the cost. One who realises who it is that is beckoning to come. One who has been wooed by love and is also covered by the fear of the Lord. Responds and knows that it's not I, but the grace of God that is with me that will bring me to this place of consistency in him. Now I just want to implore you guys today. Press into God. Lean on him. Stay a little while. All these words are words and, and they fail to express what we're really saying, which is just be one with him. God is calling you to himself. And the fruit of following him will be a disciplined life. Anybody that wants to come after me, wants to be my disciple, wants to be like me for real, for real, wants to not have a form of godliness, looks like they're saved, but you want the real power, Hey, take instruction. Hey, take this training. Hey, do it. So I just bless you in Jesus' name. We're going to carry on this message next week. I'm only halfway through. But people of God, let's hashtag stay disciplined. <laughs>